Um, hi, my name is Katriki Fares. Um, I run a firm known as Pure Infrastructure Limited, where we help customers on their journey to the cloud. Um, this is the first episode of our podcast, which will be focused on telling stories around technology and cloud adoption in Africa, where we will feature CIOs and people in the general field of enterprise technology and get them to tell their stories. This podcast is graciously done in partnership with CIO East Africa and sponsored by VMware, one of the leading technology firms in the world. Um, our first guest is Tom Macau, who runs CPU Systems, a leading cloud integrator, and our conversation will generally be around 5G in Kenya. Tom is a telecommunications expert with 20 years experience in the field, having worked for various satellite companies, and most recently, Liquid Telecom before working full-time at CPU, before founding CPU Systems. Um, I will let him introduce himself and give us a general background on his story from his youth and how he ended up in the technology field. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Fares, for uh, the opportunity um, <clears throat> and for the introduction. And uh, I'm honored to be the first uh, guest in this podcast. And uh, maybe by way of introduction, uh, uh, I've been in the sector for uh, 20 years or so, um, having worked uh, at the forefront of uh, infrastructure rollout and uh, service delivery. Uh, as is mentioned, I've uh, honed my skills both in the satellite industry before uh, we had uh, undersea cables and fiber optic infrastructure in the country and uh, progressed on towards uh, fiber optic networks, uh, wireless networks, and uh, currently focusing on uh, cloud delivery and cloud architecture for our customers uh, in the region. Um, maybe just to give a background of who I am, um, I'm a trained uh, telecom engineer by training. Uh, however, that uh, doesn't mean that I haven't played in other areas, uh, especially with the blurring of the line in between telecoms and ICT. I found myself more and more handling uh, what was traditionally called ICT, even in my telecom space. And with the coming of new modern technologies that are all IP-based, so telecom moving to IP uh, has enabled us uh, a venture into that space um, and deliver service to our customers. Um, I would say my experience in the space has been exciting. Uh, I think we graduated at a time when... Uh, the telco sector was was actually just taking off. Mm. Uh, I would tell you, like uh, in my uh, engineering class, where we had about uh, 33 uh, students, more than half of them went into the mobile telco space immediately. Oh. So uh, that is, uh, uh, we would say we graduated at the right time. Yeah, yeah, where um, you would graduate and immediately. Uh, get an exciting opportunity yeah. uh, in, in, in a new field that uh, was very exciting then. Yeah. And I'm glad to mention that uh, uh, I have been fortunate enough to ride that wave yeah. up to now yeah. and uh, being able to see what uh, telecoms yeah. and what uh, infrastructure rollout in Africa, yeah. uh, specifically in Kenya, uh, has done to, uh, to the economy and to the uplifting of people's lives in general. Yeah. Um, and, and it's evident everywhere. I don't even need to give examples. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Uh, the use of m social media, yeah. um, 
right now with the COVID uh, situation, you see WhatsApp being used to organize people yeah. and all that. So that, that's all exciting and I'm glad to be part of that journey. Okay. Yes. Mm. Um, and so today's conversation will just be a broad ranging conversation on 5G, NFV, mobile mm. edge computing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask, in the general um, sort of evolution in Kenya, where do you think Kenya compares with other markets? Do you think our 5G rollout and uptake is where it needs to be, or do you think we are behind the curve slightly? Uh, there is no definite answer to that, but maybe before I, I give you an answer, let me, let me give a background a bit. Okay. I think w- where Kenya stands right now, um, we stand in a very unique position, and uh, uh, I say this because um, one of the things that our government did yeah. at the onset yeah. was to realize the value that uh, ICT, let me not call it telecoms now, let me just call it bundles as ICT, the value of ICT in, uh, in, in the development of the country. Yeah. And there was a lot uh, at the onset in terms of liberalization of the sector, yeah. um, creating a, a, a regulator uh, who understands what needs to be done in the market. And in most conversations I've had with people, I usually say that our regulator has done very well okay. in as far as leveling the playing field and in as far as um, creating an environment that uh, uh, spurs investment in that sector. Yeah. Um, we were the first in many things. Um, when it comes to, to technology. Uh, we might not have been the first in 5G, uh, if you look at Africa, yeah. but I don't think we are very late. Okay. And I think we, we are actually at the right time yeah. uh, to roll out and test 5G. Okay. And, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is because um, um, the pandemic situation has led to an acceleration of adoption of technology or digital transformation in organizations. Um, There is a difference between uh, adoption of technology and digital transformation because digital transformation also involves a mindset change. So uh, that mindset change to bring technology at the center of uh, what all businesses do is is, is transforming uh, businesses in ways we never thought possible. And I'll give you a very simple example. Uh, you can, from your phone today, uh, buy, some, let's say, a pair of shoes on, on Instagram, for example, yeah. from someone who does not own a shop in town. Yeah. So that saves them the, the rent, that saves them the licensing fee, yeah. and all the associated costs uh, uh, that are associated with owning a premise. That person could be operating from their bedroom. Yeah. And they're able to deliver to you service yeah. Uh, in in a more cost-effective way. Cost-effectiveness comes in terms of you do not have to go to town, yeah. look for parking, yeah. uh, or even uh, go and uh, uh, walk around town window shopping. You can do it online now. So that fact that uh, businesses have moved online has enabled uh, the lowering of costs. Yeah. Um, what you'd have bought for 5000 because 2,000 of that was covering rent and goodwill, yeah. Yeah. is now worth 3,000. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's brought down the cost of man, many things. And I always like giving the example of um, uh, how we came up to connect uh, cabs, motor vehicles, yeah. using apps such as uh, Uber, 
yeah. and, and uh, Taxify and Little and the likes. Yeah. Eh? The fact that if you look at it from uh, uh, a pure technology point of view, an Uber vehicle, in as much as the vehicle itself is not connected to the internet, yeah. there is a form of connection by way of the driver's phone. Yeah. So connecting these cabs together online yeah. into an ecosystem has led to the lowering of costs. Yeah. Where you used to pay a thousand shillings, yeah. you're now paying 300 shillings yeah. because of the fact that this is now an online service. Yeah. yeah? Uh, and there are more examples I could give. I would yeah. spend the whole day here, but yeah. uh, technology has done a lot, especially in this country, yeah. to, to ease um, how people do business. Yeah. It has also lowered the barrier to entry. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure if you look at uh, most of the adverts of uh, um, business spaces in town, mm. you'd see maybe the rent is 15,000, but there's a rider there for you to pay 3 million goodwill. Yeah. How many people can pay goodwill of 3 million shillings for a space yeah. uh, in, in, in town? Yeah. Uh, when you come to social media, if you set up your shop, there's no goodwill. Yeah. It is how well you market it. Yeah. So it's created a level playing field for everyone. Yeah. Anyone with 20,000 shillings to invest in, in some, some things to sell, yeah. they're able to do it without worrying about these other additional costs. Yeah. So we have done very well as a country. Yeah. And all that is spurred by the fact that as a country, and as a country I mean both the private and the government, have put a lot of effort in making sure that we have world-class infrastructure in the country. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, just to further your point, it's lowering that cost actually increases opportunity so even more people are employed. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And previously, like, just owning a shop was impossibly hard. Yeah. But yeah. now you can, and, and also like another example are the air kitchens that are coming up with Uber, yes, Uber yes. Eats and yeah. all these yeah. other... Um, food delivery services where you, you can start a restaurant without actually owning yes. like a full service kitchen. You mm. just get a, get your gas cooker and you're able to prepare your food. Mm. Now, I wanted to ask uh, another question, so sort of taking us back. Mm -hmm. People say 5G is not a simple evolution of mm. spectrum, mm -hmm. sort of the way we moved from 2G to 3G to 4G. Mm. Um, what's different about 5G? Um, and what makes it um, a monumental change in the way we work with um, our mobile telephone services? Thank you for that question. I think uh, most people ask me that question, I usually tell them that 5G is a very big deal. Yeah. Um, and for the simple reason that in as much as we might be thinking we are moving from 4G to 5G, the same way we move from 2G to 3G, where the speeds were much better, uh, to 4G, where the speeds were super fast. And now we're moving to 5G, where the speeds are much faster again. But then uh, 5G changes the game in a way, uh, in that uh, whereas the, the previous um, uh, generations of technology uh, focused more on uh, ensuring that you have a reliable connection to where the content is, uh, you'd get a maybe 30 Mbps 4G line, yeah, which, which would work very well to download content and all that. Eh? Um, 5G comes in and now changes the architecture in such a way that other than you having a link to access the content, <clears throat> the content is also brought closer to you, yeah? 
um, in such a way that uh, your user experience is more enhanced. Now, the same thing could be happening even in 4G and in the, in the previous technologies, maybe by other non-traditional and non-mobile technology approaches. For example, when you talk of uh, content delivery networks, uh, which, of course, enhance the performance of 4G or, or even 3G in the country. But that aspect of content delivery is now inbuilt into the 5G uh, infrastructure and architecture. And that is where now, when people say that 5G is heavily dependent on the cloud, uh, it is both dependent on the cloud in terms of a centralized cloud okay. and also uh, dependent on what is known as a, a decentralized cloud or mobile edge okay. uh, computing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mobile edge computing was recently changed to multi-access computing because okay. uh, giving it the name mobile doesn't really do it justice. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when you talk of 5G, uh, we must... Uh, talk of 5G uh, in light of what supports it in the background in as far as mobile edge computing is concerned. Yeah. Um, in previous technologies, uh, your experience would be determined more by your ISP, but once the ISP hands over that traffic to upstream carriers, there was very little by way of quality of service. Yeah. So, 5G changes that game and brings the content closer to you. And uh, by close, we mean all the way to the mobile base station. Yeah. So if I'm accessing uh, certain uh, application or certain content frequently from a particular uh, location, that content would be streamed and cached at the base station to enable faster access. So when people talk of uh, 5G being uh, low latency, uh, it's not because there are any laws of physics being broken, because again, light can only travel as fast. Yeah. So when you talk of millisec uh, sub-millisecond latencies on uh, 5G, uh, we're essentially talking of shortening the journey to the content, where the content is, by bringing the content as close as possible to the user. And uh, maybe just to clarify, when I talk of content, I just don't mean content that is consumed like uh, when I share a picture with you yeah. or when you're accessing um, uh, uh, an application. Yeah. I would also mean uh, the compute power. Yeah? Other than just bringing content closer, uh, what 5G does is that uh, it brings closer to you some compute power okay. that would ordinarily be available much further in, in uh, traditional technologies. And that is very important now, especially when uh, we are looking at moving to um, low latency, uh, high bandwidth applications, such as uh, AR uh, uh, and VR, virtual reality and augmented reality. Uh, when you are talking about um, the internet of things, or when you're talking about connected vehicles, uh, we, we might seem very far from uh, doing some of those things, but I can tell you that uh, there is an acceleration right now uh, of technology adoption. We might say it took us five years to embrace some of these technologies, or it took us 10 years to get a sub 1,000 shillings um, uh, smartphone, but it's going to take us 
less and less time as these technologies accelerate. Yeah. So we are not very far from uh, connected cars. Yeah. We're not very far from uh, using AR, VR in the industry. And we're not very far from adopting uh, uh, the Internet of Things uh, for our industrial and even our smart cities. Yeah. So the grand vision of, uh, of any government, of course, now is uh, to make sure that the economy develops. Yeah. The challenge that is there is that um, it was expected that the adoption of computing would actually um, uh, accelerate economies. But we have been, uh, I would say, stagnant for yeah. close to 20 years, yeah. despite the adoption of computing. Yeah. And for the simple reason that uh, we are adopting computing and this is affecting how we process information. Okay. But it's not affecting how we do our things offline. Okay. So one of the biggest things with 5G is that it will also be the bridge between what we know as the internet, yeah, yeah? the information internet, yeah. into what is known as the internet of things. Yeah. Yeah? Um, today we are talking of uh, your uh, phone yeah. uh, being an access portal to the internet, yeah. which is a virtual thing. But when you talk of internet of things, we mean the internet coming out of the screen yeah. into the real world. Yeah. yeah. So you'll not only have your phone, you'll have maybe your smartwatch. Uh, you will have maybe if you have a, for example, if you have a medical device like a pacemaker, it will be connected to the 5G network uh, and many other things. Uh, of course, the, the, if you go online, there's a lot of hype about having clothes connected and all that. They, all that <laughs> yeah. will happen, yeah. but the, 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 there's a path that we have to follow. And uh, 5G will, will give us that opportunity yeah. to do that easily. Okay. Yeah. And uh, one of the reasons why I think uh, the time is right for 5G, especially um, uh, in, in, in the country, is because for us to move from where we are, where we are, stagnant as far as uh, growth is concerned, we'll need to adopt newer technologies and emerging technologies. And uh, key of this is artificial intelligence. Yeah. And followed by uh, uh, machine learning, of course, which, which powers uh, artificial intelligence in a way. And, and big data. Big data has been a buzzword for so long <laughs> that it's lost meaning. Yeah. But it's because the time wasn't there yet. Yeah. Uh, when you have um, uh, an average of 40 sensors in, let's say, on you, yeah. other than your phone right now, yeah. you will have sensors in, in the future. Your specs could yeah. be connected, yeah. uh, your, your smartwatch, yeah. uh, your shoes, yeah. um, maybe a, a medical device, yeah. like some insulin pumps and all yeah. that. So when you have over... 40 devices on you or yeah. 40 sensors on you, yeah. gathering data yeah. and sending it to the cloud, yeah. then we'll be talking of big data because then we'll have a lot of information to process. Yeah. So 5G has come in at the right time that it will be able to power yeah. uh, this revolution that we, we, we are coming to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted to just... So they, I'll ask a very silly question, seemingly silly question. Traditionally, when you wanted to have a connected device, there's a whole process of getting mm. a SIM card. 
mm-hmm. um, and the SIM card was sort of what the telco was able to identify you as. Uh. Does 5G change this? Um, in a way, or how, yeah. or how does it enable easier identification of devices and users in a secure mode? Uh. I think one of the key advantages of 5G is that it's it's a, it's would say from a technical point of view it it sits at the IP plane. Okay. So um, that has several advantages in that we are already very familiar using IP. Yeah. Most of the devices that we have are IP based. Yeah. Now with the coming of IPv6. Yeah. Um, um, that is also going to 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 accelerate uh, the, the the use of uh, the IP plane yeah. as a platform in which we can uh, uh, base our technologies on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, there is, of course, going to be an element of the use of SIM cards. Of course, if the service that you require needs you to use a SIM card, yeah. uh, there would also be an element of you not even using a SIM card, yeah. depending on the technology that has been fashioned. Yeah. Uh, with the coming of e-SIMs now, yeah. that was, might also change. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot that is happening uh, that is going to ensure that uh, it's not going to be a big change from okay. what we're used to. Yeah. Uh, and as I've said before, uh, 5G for now might look like that other network that is faster than 4G. Yeah. But there is more to it than just that. And yeah. that is what uh, enterprises need to realize and prepare themselves now and take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. Um, there are very many flavors and, and, and variations of, of, of packaging or monetizing the 5G service yeah. that current uh, uh, operators and even future operators can, can take advantage of yeah. uh, to, to bring more services to, to, to the market. Okay. Uh, when the mobile uh, space was opening up in the early 2000s, uh, a phone was basically for making calls and maybe uh, receiving SMSs, and that was it. Yeah? Actually, SMSs took a number of years to come through. Yeah, and, and when they came, they were being provided by a third party, yeah. not even the mobile yeah. company. Yeah. It, it was like a uh, value-add service. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to uh, the, the, the adoption of 5G, uh, we will see an accelerated uh, adoption because... Uh, this is not a technology that any CEO what is sold needs to be convinced hard about. Okay. The benefits are actually very plain. Okay. Uh, the the cost savings yeah. that are associated with the 5G, a, a correct adoption of 5G, yeah. uh, also a strong case for its uh, quick adoption. Okay. With organizations looking for ways of becoming uh, better and lowering their costs. Yeah. Uh, 5G will be a very good proposition for them. Okay. In 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 so many ways. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to ask. So, looking at Kenya as a broad market, mm-hmm. where do you think the largest opportunities are? Like, if you're a CIO or CEO planning over the next five years, say in manufacturing or in logistics, what sort of opportunities do you see 5G bringing forth? Uh, I think. First things first, um, I think the days when IT was, was a back office, uh, those days are gone. Okay. When IT department uh, was, was, was a supporting function, function in yeah. most organizations, yeah. uh, those days are gone. Okay. 
the CIO uh, needs to sit in the board. I think most most of them do. Yeah. And uh, the the reason for that is because uh, any organization that is uh, creating a strategy today yeah. that does not uh, factor in, not even factor in, that is not founded, yeah, yeah. on technology, yeah. uh, then they will not be there in the next few years because okay. only organizations that have uh, embraced uh, technology in the right way yeah. uh, will succeed. And for the enterprise, uh, if you look at the, uh, at the, at the enterprise space, uh, the quickest or the earliest uh, uh, benefits that uh, the enterprises are going to benefit from 5G is the element of security. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is possible, maybe just to give a background, it is possible now for an enterprise to to get, and by possible, I don't mean in Kenya, but yeah. as far as technology is concerned, it is possible for an enterprise to to run a 5G network, yeah. either privately yeah. or lease a portion of it from a mobile provider. Yeah. So what that will give you is a one network. Yeah. You'll have one network in the office, one network when on mobile, yeah. one network when you send your, your employee to the farthest corner of the country to, to work there for a few days, yeah. one network for your employees working at home. Oh. So that will really uh, enhance the element of security. Currently, uh, your employee's device, when it gets to the house, connects to the home Wi-Fi. Yeah. The CIO has absolutely no visibility on that network. Yeah. When he's mobile, like on the road or in traffic, yeah. it's connected to a 4G network. Yeah. The CIO again lacks visibility. Yeah. When he gets into the office is yeah. when the CIO now, now gains visibility and sees uh, that I have control of this device when yeah. you connect to the, to, to the Wi-Fi network. Yeah. What 5G will do is that it will remove that headache for the CIO yeah. and have one network which is easier to secure. Yeah and easier to detect uh, breaches yeah. uh, before they, they, they become harmful. Breaches will always be there, but yeah. the impact is what, uh, uh, how fast you detect them yeah. uh, will minimize their impact in one way or the other. Okay. So the first element is security. Okay, so increased security. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, the other element that uh, 5G will bring uh, to the enterprise is, uh, is, is the issue of uh, better application performance okay uh with mobile edge uh, uh services yeah uh you'd have applications that are very critical and core to the organization okay being much closer okay uh, i'll give you an example if 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 you have uh a decentralized organization where um, you have an employee in kisumu another employee in mombasa another employee seated in nairobi uh in the current setup you'd have all these people connecting maybe to the server seated at their head office. Yeah. Yeah. So the user experience for the guy in Nairobi is much better maybe than the guy in Mombasa or the guy in Kisumu. Yeah. Yet we are measuring their productivity at the same level yeah. or using the same yardstick. Yeah. So it becomes unfair to the people who have a bad connection. Bad connectivity. So what 5G will do is that uh, these applications will be closer to the users. So if you're using an instance of uh, SAP HANA online, for example, if you're using SAP on the cloud, uh, the user in Kisumu would not have to connect to a data center in Nairobi or a data center in South Africa or Europe. Yeah? Uh, 
they will have an instance uh, of that application they are using, in this case, for example, SAP, uh, available at the edge, at the mobile base station, which their 5G device uh, connects to. Yeah. So that enhances the, the performance. It's, it's, it's as good as the user seated next, uh, as if the user is seated next to the, uh, to the server. Yeah. So uh, learn like latencies, yeah. better performance, and of course, that eliminates, again, the element of security comes in again because now this user has only one hop yeah. from their device to the base station. Yeah. So that enhances uh, the security that we mentioned again other than just the application performance. Okay. So it, 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 gives, it gives the organization uh, uh, better visibility on, uh, on their infrastructure yeah. than, than is currently possible. Okay. Yeah. And will there be any benefits for, say, um, payment companies because to use the most famous um, example of uh, reducing latency in an application, some years back Safaricom moved their servers from Rackspace in Europe to mm. their own data centers locally and it was primarily because of latency mm. because you'd be at the tail, um, you've paid for your goods and then there's a delay and that delay mm. will induce some anxiety in users who are not sure yes. if the transaction will work or fail. Mm. Um, and so Safaricom moved the servers locally. And mm. so there was an in, a remarkable increase in speed and performance. Yes, of I noticed it also. Mm. Will that, will it be possible to say have localized payment infrastructure or just to increase the speed of transactions? Because if you think about it, at the moment, there's some form of um, validation that Safaricom has introduced so that you mm. can't run transactions if you're too far off yes, yes. from mm. the site. Yeah. So it is logically you may be able to have mm. to um, localized um, services to increase the performance of the applications. Y yes, uh, it it's possible to do that. Yeah. But maybe just before uh, we, we elaborate on that, I think one of the things that you need to realize eh, yeah. is that these benefits will not just come because we've adopted a 5G network. Yes. The design philosophy, even how we design applications, yeah. has to change. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it has to change in such a way that uh, we take advantage of the, the cloud nativeness of 5G. Okay. Uh, we take advantage of uh, the public cloud yeah. uh, and, and its design. Yeah. The, the, the inherent design of the public cloud is in such a way that um, uh, it, it tries as much as possible to improve the user experience. Yeah. But it can only do so much. Yeah. If your application or your service yeah. is not designed for, for the cloud, yeah. then however much 5G you throw at it, it won't solve the problem. So yes and no. Yeah. Uh, it, it can improve uh, performance of, uh, of uh, financial services yeah. uh, in, in a way. Yeah. But of course then uh, the question that comes in is how do we uh, ensure yeah. that we are in control of the authentication because at the, then at the end of the day we do not want uh, the scenario where we had in banking a few years ago where yeah. uh, you could only withdraw from your branch because that's yes. where they had the records yes. of, of your yeah. bank account yeah. yeah and if you went to another branch you had to wait for several hours for them to call your bank yeah. uh, and it's because they didn't have that big book uh, yeah. I think it was called the Kalamazoo book yeah. was that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a large yes. book yes. <laughs> uh, yeah? yeah so with the, with, 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 with the coming in of 5G and uh, the cloud, uh, 
there will be a need to redesign uh, the applications uh, as we know them today to take advantage of, of, of what 5G is able to offer. And in, in, in the case of, for example, financial transactions, how will we verify that you have the money you want to consume in the transaction that you want to do, let's say, in Nakuru? Yeah. yeah? Uh, the mobile edge service there might not have the latest information. Yeah. How, how will that be, be done? Be handled, yeah. So if it's simply going back to fetch the data yeah, from a centralized service, then... There's no performance difference. There's no performance in, difference. In, in, yeah. But if that app is redesigned in such a way that it takes advantage of the distributed nature of, uh, of, of, of um, uh, the cloud and the 5G network, yeah. then there would be benefits. Yeah. And I'm not really uh, here to advocate for blockchain or anything, yeah. but if you look at how blockchain is designed, yeah. uh, it, it, it would take advantage. If you design a, a platform based on blockchain, for example, a financial system based on blockchain, yeah. and by blockchain, I'm not talking of cryptocurrency. Yeah. The blockchain uh, itself, yeah. as, as as a distributed ledger, yeah. it, it it would you would have, for example, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, to blockchainize yeah. your application in yeah. a way that uh, all the mobile base stations where your content uh, is, is stored uh, act as a ledger of whatever information you want to 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 to, to verify and transact, yeah. or. Ha- not necessarily the information itself, but even maybe store some hashes yeah. to, to confirm that uh, whatever this person is saying is true by comparing it to the hash that yeah. uh, it's stored vis-a-vis what is generated based on your info. Yeah. So th- 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 there's, there's that element. So it, it can improve, but not just by doing going 5G, not yeah. changing your, uh, your Wi-Fi and, and putting a 5G device. Yeah. It will involve a lot of background redevelopment and a change in way in the way we design uh, applications and yeah. deploy applications okay mm. so basically what you're saying is we'll have to reimagine how we build applications exactly um, because also like I observed that during the shift from sort of physical servers to virtual servers to the cloud many of those applications just migrated as they were they were just lifted and shifted from one platform to another mm-hmm. but they never did take advantage of each platform evolution. So you're saying a similar thing will play out with 5G, where if you don't reimagine what you can do with your applications or how your applications are built, you will not realize full value of 5G. Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the final uh, question is just generally on the telco space in this region. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen Safaricom going into Ethiopia. Um, right now, I think they're the only ones who are piloting 5G in Kenya. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts um, on the space in general and on the strategies that they've adopted? Um, I think uh, up to now, Safaricom has had it very good okay. uh, as far as uh, doing business is concerned. Um, it is very commendable of them to have uh, clinched the Ethiopia uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they, they paid the, the license fee the other day. Eight five million. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the space is is exciting, and uh, the reason I'm saying that is because um, uh, first of all, the regulatory environment is is very conducive for for us to adopt five G in Kenya. Um, the market also is is uh, I would say is is more mature compared to other African countries. 
um, and and I can authoritatively say that having worked in the space, okay. uh, the Kenyan space, as far as technology is concerned, uh, is is more mature compared to to our neighboring countries. Okay, and 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 that gives us an opportunity to to showcase or even help them yeah. uh, develop uh, their infrastructure and their networks. And this is already happening, uh, not just even in the telecom space. Uh, if you look at uh, Kengen, Kengen is now doing uh, uh, geothermal wells in Ethiopia. Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago, they would get in a contractor yeah. to do that for them. Now yeah. they, they've, they've developed the that practice yeah. internally and, and learned from engaging all these contractors for this number of years and now yeah. they are doing it themselves the same is true for the telco space yeah. um, the time when the telecom provider was uh, guided by the vendor yeah. those days are gone okay uh, because all the way from 2g up to around somewhere 4g uh, the market has been very vendor driven yeah. vendor comes up with a shiny new technology throws it at, 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 the, at the customer the customer says we like this it's deployed into the system, into the network. But now, uh, what is happening is that um, telcos are changing, yeah. and for a good reason. Because uh, what 5G will will do uh, is that it it will lower the the barriers to entry for anyone who wants to play in that space. And this is because, unlike the previous technologies uh, or generations that were heavily centralized and needed uh, specific hardware. So for you, for you to do a function X on this network, you needed a device Y from Nokia, from yeah. Ericsson, or from Huawei. Yeah. Uh, today, all these functionalities yeah. uh, are software in nature. Okay. So you can run, you can get the same functionality from a piece of software uh, today on 5G yeah. than you would uh, maybe on 3G or 4G. Yeah. So that might seem like a good thing, but... That is what should actually keep Safaricom CEO awake at night because okay. it's a risk yeah. that by the fact that uh, the cost of setting up and running a 5G network has been lowered drastically by uh, the fact that most of it is software. This is what's called NFV. Yes, yes. Partly. yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, what will happen is that um, it will be very easy, for example, like I usually tell people, um, we have so many circles in Kenya. Kenya is blessed to have very many circles. Yeah. Uh, there are all sorts of circles, employee circles, yeah. community circles. And what has been happening in the last 20 years, yeah. the circles have been buying land, subdividing, yeah. selling to the members. Yeah. Now, it would have been possible had they had deeper pockets maybe to run a mobile network, yeah. but it wasn't possible. Yeah. But now with the amount of money that they have, they can actually participate in the 5G revolution by, by actually running a 5G network purely from the cloud. Yeah. So you'd have all sorts of competition coming in. Yeah. So a small player, let's say in central Kenya, or a, a circle that, a big circle in central Kenya would decide, instead of buying land, let us uh, invest in uh, a 5G network yeah. and lease this network to enterprises. Okay. So that already uh, is, is a threat to the existing business models for, for these telcos. Yeah. And there's a very good reason why uh, 
uh, I'll use Safaricom in this case because most of their info is in the public domain. Yeah. There's a very good reason why Safaricom is, is changing even its, its organization structure yeah. to look more like an IT company yeah. than a telco. Yeah. And the reason is that if they do not prepare yeah. themselves uh, for this coming uh, uh, situation where the barriers to entry to play in the telco space have been drastically lowered, yeah. then they'll find their market share. Uh, the market will be cannibalized by very many small operators. Yeah. Yeah? So that's, that's, that's something that uh, I, I think um, the, the, the telco uh, CEOs need to look at carefully. Yeah. And also uh, the fact that uh, connectivity is no longer really um, the money mint it used to be before. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I'll give you an example. If, if you walk into any um, uh, organization yeah. and you provide connectivity, yeah. you've taken just about 15% of their IT budget. Okay. Yeah? So when a telco goes and says, we are going to interconnect all your branches to your, your head office using all these other technologies, or even 5G, they're only getting 15% of the IT budget cake. Yeah. So the 85% that's, uh, that remains is going to digital transformation, is going to cloud migration, uh, and all these new uh, things that organizations are trying to do. So telcos have realized that they are leaving a lot of money on the table. Yeah. So they are reinventing themselves to be able to provide more services to the customer. Yeah. So they would go in and say, uh, you want to go to the cloud? We can do that for you. Yeah. You want to develop your applications to be cloud ready? We can do that for you. Go to uh, most of the telcos websites, go to the Safaricom career website. Yeah. They're hiring more software developers than network engineers today. Yeah. And for the simple reason that uh, the, the, the telco space is changing. Yeah. And for the existing telcos to be able to capture or to remain relevant in the, in the market, they need to reinvent themselves and offer more services other than just uh, connectivity. Yeah. Uh, right now, they're offering cloud. If you look at Liquid Telecom, yeah. uh, they're offering um, Azure Stack. Uh, Azure, Azure Stack, I think Tanzania, Kenya, they're also offering Azure Cloud yeah. uh, and migration services to, to enterprises. And, and, and th that's a very good... Uh, um, new revenue stream for, for them and even for other organizations that are doing it. Because uh, other than just the fact that uh, they are big or they are a big player in the telco space, uh, the fact that it is well known that some of these large organizations have standards and, uh, and, and, and have adhered to, to var various um, um, uh, standardization measures uh, or or, uh, uh, or certifications, for example, being ISO certified as far as quality process is yeah. concerned. Uh, enterprises are finding it easier to, to deal with them yeah. uh, than to deal with smaller organizations that are now uh, coming up. Yeah. So they have an advantage there, which if they take advantage of, they will be able to, 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 to reap more benefits. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, and so basically, what you, to, to, to paraphrase what you've said, it's companies are, telcos are becoming, no, Safaricom is becoming like an IT company out of sheer necessity. Yes. Because if it does not, it's, it, 
it will be disrupted. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. And actually, to, 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 to further that point, I think um, there are three main companies that are very well known mm -hmm. um, for their adoption of 5G, um, and that's Rakuten, mm -hmm. Reliance, Geo, and Dish. Mm -hmm. And the latter, if I'm not wrong, has no infrastructure. They're a satellite company that's rolled mm -hmm. out on mm -hmm. Amazon Web Services, and I think they're using VMware for NFB, mm -hmm. and they've been able to roll out without any um, costs. Can you speak about that uh, slightly? Yeah, uh, I think in, in, the, in the case of Dish in the, in, in the US, um, uh, one thing you need to realize is that for, for, for operators who are already running legacy networks, yeah. uh, 3G, 4G, uh, upgrading or moving to, to, to 5G um, uh, means you have to run two networks yeah. that have to work together yeah. in a way or the other, at least at the core level, yeah. at, at the core. Um, if you look at Reliance Geo, when they got into the, into the space, their first network was a 4G network. Yeah. They, they didn't have the baggage yeah. of running a 3G network combined with a 4G network or a 2G network. Yeah. So uh, it is very easy for Reliance to move from uh, 4G to 5G. Yeah. It, it's, a, it, it's at a lower cost and complexity to them to do that uh, because they already run a 4G network. In the case of DISH, they are starting off from scratch with a, with a 5G network. Yeah. yeah. So that makes it easier. And they're able to run it, uh, I would say, most of it purely on the cloud. Yeah. And uh, what is happening is that uh, because of this centralization, yeah. because now you're able to run uh, the, the mobile core on the cloud, yeah. and now it is also possible to run the, the radio access network uh, components on the cloud. Uh, five, ten years ago, that used to sound like science fiction. Yeah. But it is possible now to run your radio access network from the cloud. Yeah. So essentially what's happening is that the base station, as we know it, has moved to the cloud. Yeah. And the content, as we know it, has moved to the base station. Yeah. So the two have swapped. Um, that might seem very trivial, but it's, it's a very significant move. Because when a network is centralized, uh, you gain economies of scale. Yeah. And what is going to happen now is that a network that is hosted on the cloud, on the public cloud, yeah. on the public cloud, would be available anywhere where there is a point of presence for, for that cloud provi yeah. provider. And, and that's a threat and, and uh, also a benefit in, in, in as far as the telcos are concerned. Because yeah. number one, uh, if a provider, if an equipment vendor such as Nokia, for yeah. example, uh, decides to uh, provide a mobile network on the cloud and lease it to a circle, yeah. let's say, or to a small organization that would normally not have played in the telco space yeah. due to the capital investment required. Uh, Nokia will lease that network to uh, uh, an organization in Kenya, in Mexico, in the US, in China. Yeah. So they, it will be one network serving all these people. Yeah. And it will be more of a pay-per-use network. Yeah. And this network will be able to uh, grow and contract based on customer demand. Yeah. What is happening now is that uh, most of the networks designed have been designed for peak capacity. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. 
So if under network is idle like 12 hours of the day. Yeah. yeah. But very busy during a very short period of time yeah. and extremely busy during mountains for example. Yeah. yeah. So the cost total cost of ownership of owning the legacy network is much higher because you have to over design and over invest. With 5G uh being on the cloud what you have is um a pay per use model where if you have one customer you pay for the services that were consumed by that one customer yeah if you have a million customers on your network yeah that service keeps on expanding to meet your your demand and uh, as 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 you grow yeah and if your customer base for one reason or the other shrinks yeah. you're able to shrink costs yeah correspondingly very fast yeah. if today you invest a, in a network that is supposed to carry 20 million uh, users traffic eh? and you barely hit the 5 million mark the total cost of ownership of that network is very high yeah and that is the reason why uh connectivity over mobile is still expensive yeah so one of the things that will do is that it will lower the cost of uh, using mobile services yeah uh drastically people are afraid that because 5G is going to bring 1 gigabit per second to my phone yeah. then my data costs are going to be very high yeah but that will be countered by the economies of scale yeah that now you could be running on a network that is serving somebody in mexico yeah or somebody in in uh, in china for yeah. all you care and still serving you here in kenya yeah. on one network that yeah. level of scale yeah. uh is, is very ad- advantageous in my early years in the satellite industry uh if you had a network that spanned across multiple time zones yeah. then your total cost of ownership was lower and you are uh you 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 monetize that network better yeah. because if if people let's say spans across africa if people in the eastern africa cost are, are waking up yeah. eight in the morning getting to the office um the people in west africa are still asleep okay. on the same network yeah. so you're able to serve different regions using much less uh, resources and that lowers the the total cost of ownership the same thing is going to happen in 5g but not in terms of uh, the network coverage per se but in terms of the infrastructure that runs in the cloud that it it will it will lower the total cost of ownership it will uh, uh shorten the time to market uh for for most of these services and more importantly uh it, it will give an opportunity for for organizations uh and, and telcos in general to be able to uh set up yeah. uh, networks on the fly yeah. yeah and roll out network faster so uh, if if you look at um, i don't know what safaricom strategy is but uh in in the ethiopia space uh if if they were to go um and host most of their services on the cloud their rollout time will be much shorter compared to if they did the traditional way yeah. and i think one of the reasons why the the regulator there gave them a very short time frame uh for implementing the network is maybe to spur yeah. the use of this new technologies. uh, uh technologies yeah. Yeah. okay thank you for the exhaustive answer um we are getting to the top of the mm. our time allotted time period um and i just wanted to ask you for your parting shots um general thoughts yeah um i think my parting shot is that uh, 5g is coming or it's here if if you may say so and that um uh 
whereas previously what was required for somebody to move to the next generation was just a new device yeah, yeah? Uh, even in organizations uh, my parting shot is that uh, uh, executives yeah. the board needs to uh, be very uh, uh, i would say uh, deliberate yeah. in the their digital transformation journeys okay uh, digital transformation is not just about going to the cloud or adopting new technologies yeah. it is changing how they do things yeah. yeah and 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 5g is going to change that yeah. uh, together with the with the cloud and there's a need for uh, organizations for the ceo to be at the forefront of understanding yeah. the impact that 5g Uh, connectivity and services are going to have on the organization yeah. not just 5g uh, other technologies such as uh, artificial intelligence also come, come into play yeah. uh, and and, uh, and all these have been accelerated because uh, of the drastic reduction in uh, the price of compute yeah. that the cloud has brought yeah. so other than just thinking about let's move our ERP to the cloud yeah. uh, so that we we lower our our small data center operating costs yeah. or lower our IT costs. Uh, organizations should look at these new technologies as, as a way to leverage or to stay competitive uh, in, in, the, in, in, in the market, What, whatever market they play in. Yeah. I'll give you an example, the example we shared of, of, of a boutique in the house. Yeah. That guy can leverage 5G the yeah. same way or in, in very exciting ways uh, uh, If you look at, for example, um, a large organization, let's say like a, a bank, yeah. there are many ways in which both of them can leverage uh, the features of 5G. Yeah. And then the, the, the other thing that uh, I'd like to mention is that uh, the imminent uh, move of the internet out of the screens yeah. is something that uh, everyone needs to be cognizant of. Yeah. That it's going to be a game changer yeah. yeah uh and by that i mean iot yeah. the internet moving from the screen into the real world yeah. uh, is going to be a big game changer yeah. it will change how we operate it will change how we measure productivity it will even change what productivity is yeah, yeah? today oh, five five years ago uh, social media somebody who was always on social media talking commenting yeah was termed as was termed as an idler yeah. because w- how we measured productivity then yeah. w- was different yeah. now when we measure productivity in a, in a new way we are seeing the value of this influencer online yeah. we are seeing the value that they're bringing to to an organization by talking about their products yeah so it it all means that um other than just adopting these new technologies eh, we need to rethink of we need to redefine what is productivity yeah. we need to redefine uh, how we measure success yeah, yeah? Um, we need to redefine uh, how we remain competitive as, 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 a, as a business yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 the, and and it's evident everywhere what, what uh, um, like the example I've given on social media uh, it is not going to be business as usual when it comes to 5g because Uh, it's not just a technology change, but yeah. it's, 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 it's a new way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Um, and, 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 and that's sort of like the perfect cliff notes. Um, 
5G represents, for you to take on 5G, you also have to have a cultural change in your organization. Yes. Um, thank you so much, Tom, for featuring in this first episode of our podcast. We will definitely have you on again. Thanks for tuning in. Um, please follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our podcast. <laughs>